Tim, Nick, yeah, let's with Nick and Tim. It's real talk, yeah, hey, it's real walks. This ain't gossip, it's just what we say when we're all here. It's real talk, it's real talk. Just two opinions, we spit what we say. We all here. It's real talk, it's true talk. It's two opinions, we spit what we say when we all here, baby. The jingle gets me every time, and we really do sit and listen to it. <laughs> It's good. I lo- look. I'm so happy that someone put that amount of effort into something. I think it's fantastic. What's their name again? Give them a shout out. James James Hollands, very talented guy. And um, behind the scenes, we actually were kicking around. We we were very close to changing the name of the podcast this week. Yes. <laughs> the the only thing that kept us holding on was um, the fact that we've got a jingle that we really like. Quite literally. That's literally, and, and I have too much respect for James just to pull the rug out only a few podcasts in. But you never know. Yeah. It could happen in the future. We were like, fuck, the podcast, the, the jingle's already there. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And you got a I picture. Don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to message him and ask him to make another one. Um, so, weird week for a podcast that talks about the top things in the news. Am I right? Yeah, it is. And, and I actually remember... Back to last week, I think I ended the podcast with saying, let's talk about FUD stuff this week. Uh, obviously, yep. did not know that in, in, yeah, in the seven days that were coming, uh, essentially America was going to turn itself on its head, uh, in some cases for very good reasons, uh, and in other cases for less so. Um, I don't know, Tim, if we can further the conversation very much, uh, two white guys a- sitting on a podcast. <laughs> It's a good question. It's a good question. Like what, like, should we, the goal of the podcast is we pick the top three stories of the week every week. We pull them apart. We, we share our thoughts on them. Um, obviously the biggest story of the week is that there are like riots and some would say race riots. I mean, they're definitely race related happening mm. in more than America around the world. They're in, um, they're in London. Uh, there have been protests in Australia. So, I mean, what do you, what, normally, I just shout out and say story number one, and we just get into yeah. the first news story. But what do you what do you think? Look, I I guess I'm overwhelmed with emotion. To- first and foremost, I don't I don't necessarily want to do this as a whole story. I think we should touch on it at the start because it is the most important story in the world, and and we're not avoiding it. But at the same time, I don't feel anywhere near enough uh, qualified to have a proper educated opinion on this. But not only that. But to have an opinion based on experience, because I'm, mm. uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a six foot three white guy uh, who has literally never experienced prejudice because of how I look in any meaningful way whatsoever. So I don't, I, I, I don't feel confident in, in being able to speak for other people or on behalf of other people. Mm. What I can say is I'm um, really, really, really saddened for anyone in the world that has had to experience prejudice and it's a privilege that i haven't uh but it sucks that it is a privilege that i haven't it's we really couldn't have a less relevant perspective could we like two two white 30 year old guys from um major cities around australia who've grown up like i would say upper middle class probably both of us yeah um yeah we couldn't you couldn't find worse people (laughs) <laughs> and he, but and yet here we, here we are. Um, well, what can I just say? Can I just do one thing? Uh, yeah. And so we so thing. we yeah. So we're not gonna. It's so we're saying that we're not gonna talk about it. But you also want to. We want to do one thing. Well, what I just want to. I want to do one thing because. And this okay. isn't my words. This is from a, a website. I would encourage anyone who's listening uh, to go visit. 
and it's uh, called joincampaignzero.org. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic American initiative. Uh, started in America, they're they're doing extensive research on crimes against people of color by authorities. Uh, and here's some statistics, and they've been used in the past three years in over 1,200 uh, research pieces. The statistics I will just hit you with is that a third of all people killed by a stranger in America are killed by police officers. Wow. Which that just grabbed me uh, mm. uh, straight off the bat. In Minneapolis, which is where we're obviously what, what initially started these conversations and these uh, peaceful protests and also violent protests was the death of George Floyd. That happened in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, a black American is 13 times more likely to be killed by a police officer than a white person. Uh, and that is the highest rate in America. Uh, the national average is three to one. Uh, look, Go check out that way. All I'm all I can add to What's the conversation the is go time. check out that website, joincampaignzero.org. They're doing fantastic, fantastic things uh, for the for the community of anyone who's experiencing prejudice in America. I, I I would like to talk about, and this is kind of not talking about the story itself, because I think we both agree um, that we don't have a huge amount to add, but there's a real interesting conundrum kicking around at the moment, which is what should we be doing? Because, I, I mean, there have been so many people sharing, like, uh, the black, just like the, the black photo on their Facebook or on, on their Instagram. Yep. And, God, it's, a, it's, uh, it's tough because you want to feel like you're doing something. But at the same time, you've got a question, am I just adding to the noise? Am I actually achieving anything by sharing that? Um, am I helping anybody by, am I educating myself? It's, it's a really weird time because there's really no playbook for, uh, how to just be a citizen in the world during a time of a racial based right since social media has existed. So like, I don't know, how do you think about what do you think people should be doing? Like if you're just, if you're just Kathy who works at the dentist and you're seeing it all on Facebook and everything, what do you think? I think first of all, especially in Australia, we come from a pretty strong place of ignorance, and I, and and ignorance is a word that's thrown around where you really, it immediately makes you feel. If someone calls me ignorant, it makes me feel angry, makes the back of my neck tingle, because uh, mm. I'm like, how dare you insinuate that I don't know about something? But I'll openly admit that I'm I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant to a lot mm. of the injustices that occur against the Indigenous community in Australia as well. So look, first and foremost, my, my advice is go find some good websites and read. Read and educate yourself so that you can try to educate other people. I think both you and I believe in equality for all. Uh, but it's even... Definitely. We're so far removed from everything. It's even the you know the argument of semantics around... Uh, you know, the big thing now that's bubbling in the news is, well, uh, y- yes, black lives matter, but don't all lives matter. And oh, which is just, yeah. just so... So moronic. Well, it is. It's, but it's also ignorant and misguided. I think yeah. you know. There's obviously people that are using that as a hate slogan in America. I think when you when you hear the average Australian use that term, they're not necessarily using it as a slogan of hate. It's just a really misguided take, and it's it's basically the same as if you turn up to uh, a convention around trying to prevent or or treat or solve cancer, wearing a sign saying "People die of heart attacks" as well. It's it's yeah. it has nothing to do with the point of this conversation, and it, and in no way does uh, cherishing a, a black life or or trying to make other people equal 
that doesn't diminish a white life in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Exactly. So look, I just think the, the most important thing we can do is read. I would challenge anyone who has a really strong differing opinion to me. Uh, I'm, I'm always open to them having that and open to having a discussion. I think the first point for them is to go and read some websites and look at the statistics. If you feel more passionately about it, walk in any of the marches that are going on. If you feel I broke, I personally broke my six years of not posting on Instagram to put up, to put up a black square and hashtag blackout Tuesday. Oh, you did it. I oh, did, you it. did it. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was one of the people and I, and look, there's stuff that's this shit that's gone on in the past that is, I do think is a bit tokenistic. I hope yeah. that that didn't come across as tokenistic. Um, I well, do firmly believe not, it. It's not, it's clearly not tokenistic from you because you're doing, because you are joining these groups and you are reading more about it. And that's the difference. And that's also the thing that I worry about is I, firstly, I think that any, any action and any progress is, is good action and is good progress. Um, yeah. So I think that anybody sharing things or sharing their perspectives I think that it's good, but I do worry about the tokenism in all of this. Um, and I've said this to you before. I've I have the same fear about things like "Are you okay?" Day, um, because if somebody is struggling with a mental health problem, the last thing that that person is going to do is jump onto Facebook and see who's done a post saying "My door is always open." Yes, and it's the same as as what's going on at the moment. Like, I think that if there is a racial injustice or if there is um, a racial problem going on for somebody personally, they are not going to jump onto Facebook and Instagram and check the stories and go, okay, great. This person is an ally. I think it's very important that we are allies, but I think that if you are an ally, it's also super important that we educate ourselves um, and, and become active. Geez, we said we weren't going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, look, we've given you some good sources. Hopefully you got something out of this chat. Obviously, we don't think we are a voice of authority in any way on it. I think it's clear to point that out. Did we call that story number one? We sure. That is- yeah, no, that's okay. story number one. We did it anyway. Which story number one is us not talking about the protests <laughs> that are happening in the world. Uh, we, okay, put that to bed. Are you ready for it? Story number, it was going to be story number one. Story number two? Yeah, let's do it. Story number two. <laughs> so, Nick, we finished last week with you. You brought up Kylie Jenner like two or three times in last week's uh, podcast. And you also said, Tim, can we have more, I don't know, bullshit Kylie Jenner stories so that we can lighten the mood a little bit? <laughs> Yes, I did. You, <laughs> I did say, you made, man, I was on one last week, wasn't I? <laughs> you made your bed, dickhead. Now get ready to sleep in it. <laughs> I know where this story's going. All right, go. Kylie Jenner could be dropping mum Chris as manager after Forbes announces that she is not actually a billionaire. Nick, have you seen it? I'm, I don't know why. You are some type of huge Jenna Kardashian fan. What do you think? Only Kylie specifically. I have a I have a little <laughs> Google geotag set up so that I get tagged in any stories. Uh, what do I think? Look, I'll be honest. I haven't slept much knowing that Kylie Jenner is only worth an estimated eight eight hundred and fifty seven million. I feel for her. I feel for her young <laughs> child Stormy. Uh, I think that's its name. <laughs> I can't keep up. I don't know. Uh, in in the same way that in the last story we were like, we are not the voice to talk about this. <laughs> don't so say that. Bad. No, 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 no. All right, all right. Look, honestly okay. though, this is what confuses me because isn't it all bullshit? Like, mm. wouldn't show me 
how do they how does anyone value someone as a billionaire do are you telling me if we were to look at uh i'm look i'm trying to think of a legitimate billionaire because most of them get debunked but if you were to show me um, bill gates yeah bill gates. bill gates if you were to show me his bank account does bill gates just have an everyday savings account with bendigo bank uh that has one billion dollars plus in it like how there is so many when you reach that level of money i think even when Mm. you reach a few million dollars something that you and i would have no idea about uh surely you would have your money in so many different places and you would be trying to minimize your tax in so many different ways and there'd be different trusts and and different corporations that you have created and different superannuation funds that you have created where like who gives a fuck? She's rich. We know she's rich. She lives in a rich person house. Her whole family's rich. Does it matter whether she's a billionaire or not? I actually think this. So I did some research on this story, uh, which was painstaking, and um, <laughs> I knew you would love that. I did some research on this story. I read the whole Forbes article. So the article was titled "Inside Kylie Jenner's Web of Lies and Why She's No Longer a Billionaire," and you're not going to believe this, Nick, but. The more that I read, the more I fucking take my hat off to her and to the family. I told you. Here you go. I've never, I've never respected a Jenner or a Kardashian in any way. Um, uh, I mean, the the sex tape was was probably the best thing that they've that's come out of that family. But no, reading about this. So basically, the story was um, they have been marketing her as the youngest up-and-coming female billionaire or self-made billionaire ever for a long, long time. And it has basically been like a campaign that they were going to make that happen, including like they had uh, banners saying youngest uh, self-made billionaire at her 21st, which happened last year. So they've really been pushing for this for a long time. Mm. So Kylie sold 51% of her makeup company to a larger company called Cotty, and they sold uh, her 51% for $600 million. This was in November last mm-hmm. year. And so because they sold it for $600 million, they kind of estimated, therefore, that the company was worth $1.2 billion, and a lot of that went to going, okay, so she is actually a billionaire. And this was when they first, this was when Forbes first started to take her seriously as a billionaire. Now that she sold half of her company to a listed company. So Cotty now actually has to like legally release all of its data and all of its figures, yeah. which she's never properly done before. And now that they're doing that, even they've turned around and they've gone, fuck me, this wasn't a billion dollar company. So, <laughs> so she's essentially uh, overinflated it and sold it, which is her prerogative to Huge. do. It's anyone in any business is prerogative. Hugely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, that, 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 they have created that entire family has created yeah. immense wealth and immense celebrity based on the fact that they are solely terrific marketers. They yeah. are some of the best yeah. marketers the world has ever seen. Like yeah. they have no distinguishable talent outside no. of marketing. And and you have to for someone that studied marketing briefly at university, you got to take your hat off to them. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm so impressed. So, so she, they, uh, Forbes has now said that she's actually probably worth, like you said, eight hundred and something million, of which the majority is made up 
of the money that she got from selling that half of her company. Yeah. So she received about $340 million after tax. The company now, uh, so Cotty has now said that they make about $200 million from uh, the Jenna makeup range a mm. year, which is less than half of what they had been advertising that it was making. Oh, well. So basically, yeah, so she inflated the price. She's marketed herself as a billionaire for ages before she was a billionaire. She sold a, a, a company that she said was turning her into a billionaire for the price as if she was a billionaire. She got $340 million from after it, personally. Tax. After tax. Three, $340 million after tax, yeah. Yeah. So Which the- has then brought her up to being close to a billionaire. But before that, she wouldn't have been worth... Yeah, it's pretty. It's are you on it? Well done. You're on. You're on the Kylie train. I'm on the Jenna train. Well done. Oh, yeah, it's happened. There you go. Good person. Yeah, good person you- to know. I I think they've done some big things recently for the for the BLM movement as well. Just as a side note, uh, have they actually? Is it, uh, yeah, 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 really yeah, yeah. I do. Okay. I don't know if it's heavily publicized, but I do. I do think that they have donated heavily. I- Obviously, uh, I Kanye West. Would, would in some way be involved which would be, which i mean is that's that's an interesting wrinkle because he has such a strong relationship with donald trump with donald, donald trump, trump yeah quickly turning into a modern dictator so yeah i well i didn't know that they were doing things for the black Lives matter i actually wondered if you were making a joke out of um kylie jenner's old pepsi campaign where she broke up the <laughs> no right well, that, well hold on Pepsis. tim, tim so. if the basis of this episode of the podcast is ignorance then that is just ignorant my friend because that was in fact kendall jenner so get your jen go back and research your jenners correctly kendall is the one that made the faux pas where she tried to solve a race riot by giving it by giving a police officer a can of pepsi okay <laughs> <laughs> which not which I will point out, and I don't want to make a lot of jokes about this. Mm. Haven't seen anyone try yet to see anyone try that tactic. I actually watched a TikTok this morning where a group of protesters delivered a crate of it wasn't Pepsi, but it was waters to a group of police, and the police clapped them and were really happy. Well, so, wasn't, if it was Pepsi, maybe the whole problem would be solved. Were- I'm just saying, <laughs> Pepsi over water any day of the week. <laughs> all right are you happy we did it we did a jenna story or yeah we yeah 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 I, I mean this has just been this has been a ride already my friend so i can't wait to see where we're going with story three three okay Jeez. yep it's story number three okay story number three scott morrison promises twenty five thousand dollars to semi-rich homeowners who want to add on a jacuzzi or a third bedroom nick have you seen this story <laughs> Well, I think specifically it can't be used for a jacuzzi. So they have so so yeah, the crux of the crux of the story is essentially uh he's trying to prop up the economy yesterday or or, or on Wednesday. Uh our time we're recording this on a Wednesday at about two thirty seven. Um Today's Thursday, Nick. Sorry, Thursday. Uh either way, Australia was officially uh put in a recession as of yesterday. Uh we've experienced two consecutive quarters of, of uh, uh, an economy that's not growing. It's actually going backwards. Uh, so they're trying to prop it up because nobody spends money better than cashed up tradies in Australia. Uh, and the best way to prop up an economy is to up the spending in a big way. And Lord knows we need some more flat screen TVs and jet skis bought. Um, so yeah, look, I have seen this. I actually, I'm surprised because it's copped a lot of shtick uh, for saying that it doesn't help um the poor 
and mm. I can, I'd love to get, well, first and foremost, let, let me get your opinion on this. Cause let's talk about some of the, do you have the qualifiers as to what you need to do I to qualify? So. Uh, I've I've had a quick look at some of them. So uh, if you're in a couple, you need to earn less than $200,000 between you a year. Yes. But the upgrade or building needs to be worth more than $150,000. Yes. Yeah. Which just kind of like it baffles me because how many people, if you're in a couple and together you're earning less than $200,000, why would you spend your entire annual income on a renovation? Like I just don't know who's spending that money. Well, like, it's all the young professionals that uh, myself and my fiance Jazz, for example, it's all the people in our position. And I would never say that we're wealthy. We definitely earn less than two hundred thousand combined. But um, you would spend a hundred more than one hundred and fifty. Like you would spend two hundred thousand dollars on a renovation. Well, it's a it's, lot of money. It's about being intelligent with your spendings as well. So, say okay. for example, you buy a, a two hundred thousand dollars shithole. So right now you go buy a $200,000 shithole. First and foremost, that immediately qualifies you uh, for the first homeowner's grant. Uh, And it also uh, qualifies you for the uh, mortgage lender's grant. So you can double dip into both of those, which means immediately straight off the bat, you only have to put down a 5% deposit on your loan. Uh, You don't have to pay mortgage lender's insurance, which is an absolute killer when it comes to property. And then you can also uh, waive some other stamp duties and things as the first home buyer. Then you've got your $200,000 house. If you are able to completely renovate that house, uh, say, for example, for a further $180,000, then you get that $25,000 to put towards that. So you're then diminishing the cost of the renovation and you're turning a $200,000 house in, it, it, you know, into quite a nice place, a livable place that's sealed. Uh, it's got a lot of good stuff inside it. And you are effectively saving uh, in Queensland $50,000. In Victoria, I think it's up to $55,000. And then on top of that, you can actually dip into your super for first home stuff, I think, to up to $30,000. Again, don't quote me. I'm not a mm-hmm. not not an accountant and I'm, I'm just spitballing here. But, but it's basically 100% earmarked for young professionals to get into uh, the um, property market. Realistically, that's the way I read it. Okay. It's really interesting to you because you have a much better understanding of the property market than I do. I've bought my first home. Um, I moved in in like February this year or maybe mm. it was January this year. So I'm still very new to it, but I have been dipping my toe in. Um I feel like I, I, I feel like it's classist though, if I'm really honest. Like I feel like asking people to spend this amount of money to get this amount of money, I don't know why um, that wealth couldn't have been distributed more evenly. I think that there would definitely be be, be people uh, of in lower socioeconomic groups who would love to do renovations on their house and make their house more livable, who aren't going to be able to spend the $150,000 but that $25,000 is still going to get injected into the um uh into the financial ecosystem of wherever they're living it doesn't i don't know what's achieved by saying you need to be spending this amount in order to get that amount well it's not you know the go- I mean? yeah i do but it's not the money that the government's giving you that's not the purpose of the money the money is not, you've got to think about it on a macro level the purpose of the money is the fact that you're then giving a tradie $150,000. Right. That's, that is where the, the government doesn't just, this isn't some sort of, and I, I think, you know, 
me very well and i we've only been doing this podcast for a short time but i'm one of the least classes people you will ever meet um yeah feel free yeah, to back me definitely. up yeah thanks mate. no no yeah <laughs> Ultimately, the government doesn't just ever wake up and go, you know what, fuck it, we're going to give people free money. That's not, that is not how any form of government work, governance works. So the whole purpose of this is, yeah, we're giving you $25,000 to uh, upgrade your house, but you are giving a, a, a tradesman one hundred and fifty. And okay. that tradesman is, yes, the supplies are going to come out of that, which hopefully would be uh, from Australia if people are being sensible about how they're using and how they're renovating. Yeah. And yes, labor is going to go into that. But ultimately, that 150000 will be injected back into the economy. So it's saying, look, we want to get the ball rolling here. We want to boost up the economy. But let's face it, if it was only a $25,000 renovation, that actually, they're not getting bang for buck. So what they're doing is going, hey, look, we're going to help you along, but we need you to come to the party and spend quite a bit of money. Okay. You've actually broken that down really well. And to be honest, you've given me a better understanding of it. I guess my only question that's left is, is it tone deaf? Because we're in a moment in Australia at the moment. uh, There are so many Aussies doing it really tough who have lost their jobs, who are either on JobKeeper or, I mean, there are a lot of people who, ha- who haven't qualified or for JobKeeper or JobSeeker. There were people who were out of jobs months before those stimulus packages came in. There are basically people with very, very tight purse strings at the moment. And for the government to go, hey, we're going to reward upper, upper middle class or upper class people right now so that they can have a third bedroom or a home gym or whatever they want to have. I I feel like it's kind of a kick in the teeth for people that are struggling. I understand what you're saying about how the money does go back into the economy, but I don't know. Do you think that it's tone deaf? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Everything yeah. the Australian Liberal Party does is tone deaf. <laughs> and, and then you have the National Party sitting above them. Mate, I didn't vote for them. There's going to be an election again. If you feel bad about it, Talk to people around you and encourage them yeah. uh, to to look at policy, uh, to look at the look at the way different parties interact with different classes of society. The Australian Liberal Party has never ever been the friend of of the the lower class or even the lower working class of Australia. Uh, yeah. But does it achieve the goal of trying to stimulate the economy? Also, probably yes. That's a hundred percent. It's tone deaf. It's it's it's. You're right. It's shit. And it is a kick in the teeth for people doing it tough. It is this, I would counter that with, it is the same government that has over the period of the pandemic, because I don't want to be totally one-sided and biased. It is the same government that over the period of the pandemic uh, has doubled the job seeker payments and also brought in a job keeper payment, which, which potentially saved 3 million people's jobs. Potentially. I'm not saying it has a hundred percent. And it definitely had a positive impact. Exactly right. So it has saved a lot of people right now. Yeah. yeah, There's checks and balances everywhere. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it is, it is what it is. Life is not fair. That's, that's the sad reality of the world we live in. (laughs) And I think the past week has been the absolute greatest example of that. Oh, don't bring it back. Don't say, (laughs) (laughs) don't, don't tie it up with that. I just, I, I, I feel like I need to say at this point, at the end, first and foremost, to all the people that have joined the group, I really appreciate it. Uh, five stars, five stars on Apple as well. Uh, like and subscribe. 
I hope that we have a terrible next 12, uh, next seven days before the next podcast. I hope everyone has a shit time. I hope everything goes horrible. Why? And what I do you hope, mean? Well, because last week I, I, I was like, everything's oh, going to be- Oh, you jinxed us. I jinxed us massively. So I'm touching Last week wood. you said, I want some, I want some soft, I, we're going to have funny stories, <laughs> nothing serious at all. And you caused a global I caused meltdown. A, uh, yep. <laughs> okay. So you're going the opposite direction right now. You're, exactly you're, right. Okay. All right. Have well, a shit time, a- everyone. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> it's another episode of Off Air.